Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for God. What is basically just instantly became my worst, least favorite day of the year, April 1st, 2022. What's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn Furness, and this is my show. And I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I really hate April Fool's Day. And maybe it's just because, um, you know, like, I'm on Twitter more, um, or I don't know, you know, what exactly it is, but it's just, it's it's not good. Uh this sucks. I mean, like, it's not even fun because you're just scrolling through this vast world of, like, just random... I'll mention listener discretion is advised when listening to Beatdown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible shit on the internet, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook. Everyone's, everyone's gotta, you know, have their own little... He he ha ha, little you know, tugging your rug, kind of, you know, yanking your chain, sort of fun time, and it's not fun. It's especially like the sports related things because like the Vikings actually signed someone today, but you had to wade through ten tweets like LeBron James saying he's done for the year. Uh, there was some block co- club article in Chicago about uh, Mary, Mary Lori Lightfoot and local leaders agreeing to expand Chicago's bike um, infrastructure, which is just like, what are we even doing here? Why are you giving us so much like two great things, LeBron being done and more public transportation? These things are great. And why, like, why can't we, why can't April Fools be more like a slapstick? Like, just commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. That could be my political slogan. And, you know, do something goofy or silly, but it's just, it's terrible. I really hate, here's, here's the thing. When I was a kid, back in my day, late 90s, you know, Reagan, the Kennedys, Yoo-hoo, Tang, William Howard Taft. April Fool's Day was like you take you go to the sink and you get you know you've got your faucet and then like the little thing with the nozzle, the handle that you you know do for sp- extra spraying, increased strength, and you tie the rubber band around that. And then I never did this because we didn't. I don't think we had this contraption in our house. But, you know, mom goes to the sink to wash her coffee cup out and it sprays on her and it's it's playful, lighthearted fun. Or in the instance of my brothers, you hide your youngest brother's, you know, treasured copy of Pokemon Gold, which I want to say on the record in the year 2022, year five of the Beantown podcast, that thing would be worth like, I, what what do those go for? What do like copies of of pokemon gold go for like 100 200 dollars something like that um so yeah it you i mean hey we're talking about interest 20 years later uh i mean inflation and we're you know we're looking at a multi thousand dollar 
you know, missed opportunity there. That's what April Fool's Day used to be. Playful, lighthearted, and fun. And now everyone's got to have a tweet. Logan Paul's got to, you know, make a YouTube video. And there's got to be an apology video. And it's just, I think it sucks. I don't think we've ever done a, Quinn's getting, Quinn's crabby on a Friday. Speaking of Pokemon, crabby. Has anyone ever used a crabby? K-R-A-B-B-Y. In case you're not familiar, it's an original Gen 1 Pokemon. It's a water Pokemon, I think. It evolves into a Kingler. And it's got a signature move. I think it's Vice Grip, maybe. I, I don't think I've ever had one. We talked about Pokemon last week on the show. We talked. We were speaking of water Pokemon. There's so many random ass water Pokemon just in Gen One. I mean, we were talking about Star You and Star Me last week. I, this is off the top of my head. I mean, we're just talking about Krabby and Kingler. You've got Goldeen and Sea King. You've got Horsey and Seedra. You've got Seal and Dugong. I don't know if they had any ice typing with them, but I, I don't think they did. You've got Shelter and Cloister, the most vaginal of the original 151 Pokemon. Vaginal-looking. Signature move being Clamp. Chlamydia. The Clap, if you will. Uh, and, I mean, this is uh, just off the top of my head, like, random Pokemon. I think Tentacool and Tentacruel had a poison typing with it, so it's not pure water. And I've heard, I've never used one, but I've heard that Tentacruel is actually solid. But, um, And I'm sure that there are at least a handful of other ran- like random water Pokemon that you like don't really encounter in the game. They're not strong. They're not powerful. I mean, the thing is, like, Let's 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 go to one of our user polls here. You can let us know Beantown Podcast Yahoo.com again. That's Beantown B A N T O N W N Podcast at Yahoo.com. Like realistically in Gen 1 Pokemon, red, blue, green, if you're from Japan. Speaking of which, hello to all of our friends in uh, Pakistan, your Asian neighbors. Hello, uh, Hyderabad. Hello, Islamabad. And on Jeopardy on Wednesday, there was a question about the Kyber Pass. And I thought to myself, hey, if I ever got on Jeopardy, I would get that one question right. Probably not any of the others, but I'd get that one right. Hello to all my friends out there. Uh, like, what, what the, our, our user poll question of the week is what. What water Pokemon, like, legitimately did you even have? Or did you even have, like, a pure water Pokemon? Because you don't really need one. You just need someone who can learn Surf. And I think that there's so many Pokemon that can move, can learn Surf. Here's the, here's the, not the biggest, but a big flaw that I can see. Just thinking about this off the top of my head. You got so many water Pokemon, which we've already dived into some of them. But you don't have... In terms of water moves, one, you don't really have any creative water moves. They're pretty much just like attack. That's it. But think about it. You have Bubble, which I think only a handful of Pokemon can learn, and they're all like, you know, level five Pokemon. I think Bubble's like base 15 power or something. It sucks. You got Bubble Beam, which is you, a TM you pick up early in the game when you beat Misty, which is solid. But it's really, it's not that 
in the grand scheme of the game, there's not that much time between when you get Bubble Beam and when you can get Surf. Because I think you can get Surf as soon as you get through Rock Tunnel. Um, more or less. Or that's not quite true. I think you have to be- defeat um, Pokemon Tower so that you get the Snorlaxes out of the way. Which is a little bit of extra time, I'll, I'll grant you that. But you can also just use go to Celadon, get the Pokedoll, use the Pokedoll glitch. So you don't have to um, defeat Pokemon Tower and all that stuff. Is that how it goes? No, you don't. Oh, you don't have to go to the Sylph Company. No, the basement, not the Sylph Company, the basement of uh, the game cor- game corner, which is what you have to do to get this, the uh, lift key. But if you do the Pokemon Poke Doll glitch, you don't have to do that. And then after you do after you defeat Pokemon Tower, you you know whatever you do with Mister Fuji, I don't know. You're at the top of a tower, you black out. All of a sudden, you're in his house. I'm pretty sure that Mister Fuji drugged you. And had his way with you, okay? Lavender Town, between the spooky music, your rival burying his Pokemon in Pokemon Tower, his Raticate, and Mr. Fuji drugging and sexually assaulting you, Lavender Town was not PG-rated. Okay, but back to our original question here. I can recall what it was. Oh, no, what I wanted to say before I get to our user poll question of the week well back-to-back weeks with a lot of pokemon content you're welcome was after you get past you get surf there's so many water pokemon but they all especially like all the wild ones because wild pokemon don't have surf i I think and i'm pretty sure wild pokemon and gen one probably don't have hydro pump i can't think of just like random ass encounters where it's like oh shit that pokemon used hydro pump i don't think that's a thing so the and I Pokemon don't really have like Bubble Beam. I mean they do, but your uh, Water Gun is another like very low power one. But when you're thinking about Wild Pokemon, there's all there's not. It's not like there are no water moves, but there's two really shitty ones, Bubble and Water Gun. There's one like okay one Bubble Beam, and then there's two good ones, Surf and Hydro Pump. But then you think about all the water Pokemon that existed, and it's like these are all kind of like the same. They have the same stats, the same access to, like, average water moves, below average water moves. And it's just kind of like, this didn't line up well, Game Freak. So our user poll question of the week was, what what would you do from, like, a water perspective just generally in Gen 1 when you're doing your playthroughs as a kid? And this could be, hey, I didn't actually have a water Pokemon, I just used Surf, or... Uh, on a Pokemon who can learn Surf, because I feel like everyone can learn Surf in Gen 1. Or I legit had a water Pokemon, and that's what I'm more interested in, because there's a million water Pokemon, but, like, which ones did you actually use? And for me, I'm thinking, like, you know, if if you don't start with Squirtle, you're not going to get Blastoise. Lapras is always cool as fuck, but you don't get it until, like, 80% of the way through the game, right? Right when you beat Silphco... You beat right your rival number five right before you beat Giovanni. You get a Lapras, but it's level fifteen. And if you don't know, most of your Pokemon are like level thirty-five ish, thirty to thirty-five ish at that point in the game, if not higher. If maybe you only have two or three in your party. Um. So then it's like, you know, Golduck is kind of cool because he got the. I think he can learn Psychic, but I don't think they're that powerful. 
And then beyond that, it's like, what other great water Pokemon are there? I'd never had like a Dugong. I don't know how good their stats are. But you're going to have to go all the way out to the Seafoam Islands to get one. We mentioned Cloyster. I think there's something about Cloyster where it's really good one stat, but like really terrible another stat. I don't. I think it has like really bad attack or something like that. I think that's what it is actually. Um, anyway, so email us, let us know. I'm trying to remember as a kid what I did because I feel like you always have a water Pokemon on your party because there's just so many of them. But if you didn't have Squirtle, I don't. I don't really know what I would use. Um, Slowbro, I guess, is a good option. But I don't even remember where you get Slowpoke in Gen 1. I don't know. The mysteries of life. I tell you what. I want to give a shout-out to um, Betty and Jose Ramos because I am currently sipping on a Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. They uh, grifted, grifted. That's not what I wanted to say. They gifted me... A uh, 24 pack of stone beer, a variety pack. So, four different ones, six of each kind. And uh, I've had one or two of the hazy IPAs, and now I'm having my first Tangerine Express hazy IPA. And uh, it's pretty tasty. I'm not an IPA aficionado. Like, to be honest, like, I just took a sip. Let me take another sip. I'm not really getting tangerine from this. Like, if you didn't, if you pulled off the label and you told me that there was, or you asked me if there was tangerine in that, I would say, like, "Mm, no, not really getting that hint. You really should just, you know, feel free to just beat me over the head with it. I want to be inundated in Tangerine. You ever seen that movie, uh, Tangerine? I think it's the same director who did The Florida Project. It's a great film. It's very, um, you know, kind of just like one night, a lot of just like kind of chaotic, if you will. Um but it's it's a great movie. If you like, I would say if you like the Florida Project, you'll like this too because the cinematography feels similar. I think that was the film they shot in on an iPhone, um, actually, and it's got um, fans of The Wire will remember uh, Ziggy from season two. Ziggy Zabatka, Zabatka. If you haven't watched The Wire and you don't, you're just you've never experienced Dan Velchuk. In your life, you have to. Or Clay Davis, shit. Or Ziggy Zabotka and his drunk duck. I mean, come on. Like, you gotta you gotta watch it. It's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, Tangerine is solid. It's from maybe like six or seven years ago. I recommend it. I saw it once. Had a good time. Very, kind of like a good time in that it's very like chaotic and... Uh, you never really feel settled or relaxed, but um, it's cool. It's a cool project. Like lesser-known actors, and I think the lead, maybe both leads, are transgender, which is pretty neat because uh, I think yesterday was Transgender Day of Awareness, so the fact that I'm bringing your awareness to this day of awareness kind of makes me like the on the forefront of this stuff. 
But I wanted to mention, uh, and, well, two things. One, this podcast is going to be relatively short because I don't have a ton more to say. And I, you're saying, hey, Quinn, you know, you haven't, you already haven't said anything. So, like, what, what more could you not say? Uh, first, that this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. And I would like to, we texted uh, briefly with friend of the show, Matt Feeler, last week. Uh, didn't settle on a date. So we got one more show before the tax deadline, which I guess we, 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 we're, we don't have to do it next week, right? Next Friday is April 8th. Friday after that is April 15th. Good Friday. Spooky Good Friday. Um, that would be one day after the deadline. I mean, we could do it like I'm sure he has nothing going on on the 14th or the 13th, right, as an accountant. I'm sure his schedule is wide open. Anyways, we'll see. Spook, uh, speak, speaking of spooky, speaking of speaking, Rachel gave me an insider tip that she learned on the radio today that maybe Julia Fox, that uh, actress from Uncut Gems, might be joining the... I don't think we've we've talked about this, and there's not a ton to say, but basically she might be joining the new cast of Real Housewives of New York. What Bravo announced is that the current iteration of Real Housewives of New York is done, and it's splitting into two. There's going to be Real Housewives of New York Legacy, which is going to be things like probably like Tinsley coming back, you know, maybe like Dorinda, maybe Bethany Frankel, those types of characters. Maybe Luann, I don't know. Um, maybe the racist old one, which I understand is half of them. I can't remember her name. It's like Doreen or something like that. Margaret. Um, and then there's, they're just like clean slate rebooting Real Houses of New York with new people, which is good news because I frankly can't stand half the people that are currently on that franchise. I'm looking at you, uh, Ebony Williams and, uh, Leah, what's her name? Not Leah Michelle, although I can't stand her either. Although I am a total gleek, if you will. Anyways, um, but the word on the street is that that spooky Julia Fox lady, who if you don't know is super... I, I don't really know, like she does this weird makeup thing, like basically black swans her eyes. Okay, and it's very scary. But she's also like... And I'm not one to like come out here and comment on people's bodies positively or negatively one way or another... But just for my own like personal preference slash opinion, she looks very skin, excuse me, very skin, very skinny, as in like too skinny, um, and maybe maybe she's skinny and healthy, maybe she's anorexic. I don't know. Your body, your choice. I hope she's doing okay. But just for me personally, it spooks the f out of me. So if I have to watch her every you know Sunday night this fall with her. You know, Natalie Portman makeup and her just 72-pound frame, um, I'm not quite sure what what I'm going to do with myself. I guess it's going to come down to who else is on the cast. Okay, what I I really wanted to say, this is really my last speaking my piece, if you will, before we wrap up. And yes, I know what you're saying, Quinn, you, you hardly said anything today. And yeah, that's true. Sometimes sometimes I need a break, okay, from the constant entertaining. But I wanted to tell you all that I uh, switched iPhones today. Which most of you are uh, most of you richies out there 
are probably saying, well, that's nothing. I do that every day. Do that. I do that every year. I get the iPhone 14 Pro with X-Lax and five cameras, yada, yada, yada. I don't do that, okay? This is iPhone number three for me. So to refresh you all on the timeline, because I know you're wondering, whoa, I'm confused. What's that timeline? I got my first smartphone right at the end of my sophomore year of college. Like basically this time in 2015, which is also my junior year of college. It's a two-for-one special, BOGO. Buy one, get one for all the retail heads out there. And uh, that was an iPhone 5C. It was green. It was awesome. I had the cool green iPhone before anyone else had, you know, these new ones, these St. Patrick's Day ones that they're coming out with now. Talking about missing the boat. St. Patrick's Day was two weeks ago. Idiots. So that was an iPhone 5C, and that was solid. I had that until I lived in Baltimore, and I think at some point when I lived in Baltimore, I switched over. I don't know the exact date. Let's just say, like, halfway throughout my time there. So summer of 2018. So I had that iPhone C for, like, three years, and it was still working okay. I'm sure it was slow, but the reason I had to switch and buy a used 7, which is what I just switched from, was because um, it stopped charging unless it was the worst thing of all time. You had to, like, hold it in just the perfect spot, and then you'd go to sleep, and sometimes it would charge, sometimes it wouldn't. It was terrible. So then I had an iPhone, a used iPhone 7. I don't know if it was a 7S, 7X, 7B, Alpha, Beta, whatever. I had that until uh, now, and I still have it. And here's the thing. I bought my newest phone, which I now have, I think is a 10. I don't know if it's like a 10X or 10 Pro or a whatever it is. I don't, I don't give a fuck. A phone's a phone. But I actually bought this used back like early January, right at the start of the year, because my phone, my 7, which I was using up until literally three hours ago, had been a real champ, but the battery had really started to just, you know, it was always like, oh, when when can I charge my phone? Like, And there were certain things, too, like I could go on you know, certain apps and stuff, and it would never be an issue. But then I would go on to other apps. Sometimes it was very unpredictable. And it would just, you could watch, you could literally sit there staring at your battery percentage while one of those apps was open and watch the percentages tick down, sometimes two 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 points at a time, um, you know, every couple of seconds. And it's like, this is not going to work. There were a couple times I woke up in the middle of the night. I usually go to bed you know, after I've been charging my phone for, you know, an hour or something. So I usually go to bed. I don't charge my phone while I'm sleeping historically, you know, somewhere in the like 60 to 80% range. Sometimes I'd wake up and it'd be at 1%. And I'm, you know, no apps were running. That sort of thing. I'm very uh, particular about this. I don't leave my apps open and running in the background at all. They are, once I am done Looking at them physically, they are closed. So 
the fact that it would wake up and be at 1% when I wasn't doing anything to it is just like, what is this? So that happened, I think, you know, a couple of times back in like November, December, January. So eventually I was just like, well, this sucks. Like, I don't want to get caught where it just like completely craps out and then be like out in the cold without a phone. So I bought this uh, used or refurbished whatever 10 for like, I don't know, 400 bucks or something like that online. And I got it back in you know January. And at that point, I was like, well, you could just switch then. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to ride this 7 out until I can't ride it no more, which was my philosophy up until today. And it, it's not like that philosophy changed. I honestly just decided like it was a slower day. And I work, I work from home on Fridays, as you all know, at this point. And I was just like, you know what? Like, let's go for it. I've had this phone sitting in a box for almost three months. Let's do it. So I made the transition, uh, which was very easy. I literally, uh, I plugged my phone into my Mac. The only other thing it does beyond recording this podcast is iTunes. And I did a manual backup there. And then uh, it's really easy with these new iPhones. Uh, you basically just like pop out the SIM card, put it into your new one. There's a whole like Bluetooth enabled thing where you just like scan a code and it transfers all your data. It probably took like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um, and then it's, you know, it took me a, a little bit of time and I'm still learning some of the, some of the tweaks of having this new iPhone. First iPhone without a home button. Um, I think I'm going to get used to it, you know, very fast. I already am used to it, but I don't know. I kind of miss it. I think the worst part about that for me is I really loved the double click home button and then swipe up to close out apps now. And I'm sure I'll get, you know, muscle memory will kick in within a couple of hours to days. If you don't know, if you, if you never had a smartphone without the home button or an uh, iPhone without, uh, without the home button, and I just learned how to do this today, you have to like swipe up, but not a normal swipe up. It's like swipe up and hold and then swipe up again to close the app. So, and I do that frequently, as I mentioned. I'm like anytime I open an app in that same session, it's, it's closed. I never close my phone or, you know, turn it off. I don't know what's the term for just clicking the button once, whatever that is. Sleep, send it to sleep. Send it Davy Jones locker with uh, apps in the background. So I'm always closing my apps. Uh, I had to learn how to do a, uh, a screenshot, which is the power button and the uh, volume up button at the same time. One click, hashtag one click. And uh, so, yeah, I'm learning a lot. Uh, I also had to learn how to... Uh, you know, before you could swipe up, and that would be like your uh, your control center, where you can like change the volume, the brightness, the um, orientation mode. Now you have to swipe down, but not from any point. You have to swipe down from a specific spot in the upper right corner. So there are definitely some nuances that are like, oh, this is gonna. I- I've learned a lot today. Okay, I've been learning a lot, and now I'm imparting my wisdom upon you. So yeah, what I'm most excited for, as you might expect, is the uh, the increased battery life. It also has been uh, I had you know gotten pretty used to just like having a fairly laggy phone, nothing crazy, but just like you know 
you're you're you know there's a lot of app swiping and changing of screens and opening pages and that sort of thing and i was just used to it being a little clunky and now it's like a ninja so that's kind of that's kind of cool too uh face id steve jobs got my face now so congratulations this beer is 6.7 percent holy moly i'm kind of surprised i uh i'm not feeling it yet about halfway done the only other thing I want to mention, it just popped into my head. I'm not typically one to call out small businesses, especially the ones that I frequent and support. But I do want to put on maybe like a you know Bean Town probation, maybe a new. Uh, it's not really a segment, a lifestyle, I guess. Uh, Cafe Deco, who has been a loyal friend of the me personally. Uh, more like I've been a loyal friend to them. Uh, every, pretty much every Friday, you know, I work from home. My routine, I order a cappuccino and a uh, toasted Asiago bagel with cream cheese, uh, with tax tip, all that stuff. Nine dollars and two cents. Friday mornings, I go pick it up. That's how I start my work day. Bring it back here. All that great stuff. Cafe Deco has been experimenting in the last couple of months with their cream cheese options. So. And it's not it's not going well. well I'll do, that's why I'm putting them on blast. So here's sort of the progression. It used to be you order a cream cheese, uh, a bagel with cream cheese. They never spread the cream cheese for you, which is fine. I'm happy to do that. But they give you, they would give you like two little, you know, cream cheese containers slash packets. I don't really know what the proper word would be for it, but. Um, that was that was fine. It's actually, you know, it's it's more than I need, but like hey, it works. So I would do that. I would have more than enough and uh it was good. Life was good. Now recently they switched to just doing one uh of the little like packets or containers if you will. Which is like, okay, this is, if I'm, if, if I am like disciplined, then I can, you know, like get it all spread around and, you know, that sort of thing. And it, it works. Last week, they stopped doing like the, you know, prepackaged containers of you know, Philadelphia or whatever it is. I don't know. And they had, like, the little containers, like, the little plastic things that you would, like, get at. Um, not the, like, paper ones that you'd, like, put ketchup in at McDonald's, but, like, the plastic ones that you would, like, with, like, the snap-on lid. You would put, like, your jalapenos in at the baseball game. And they gave me one of those, and it was fully loaded. And, I was, and it was a little bit more than, like, one of the prepackaged ones. So I'm like, okay, this works. So they're just, at this point, they're just buying more bulk cream cheese, putting them in there themselves. Like, that's fine. That works. No problem with that. I'm sure it saves them money. They're happy. I'm happy. Great. But today was a big problem. A big problem. They did the little container again, and I sent, if you're on Snapchat, you saw this. They sent the smallest little, you know, not pea-sized, but basically pea-sized globule, G-L-O-B-U-L-E, of cream cheese and I I could not even do the thinnest of thin layers all, you know, around 
the the on top of the bagels. I I you know to, there was no spreadage. It was just like it was terrible. So Cafe Deco, you're definitely on blast a little bit. Like I'm gonna you know we'll be back next Friday for sure, but. I'm all about like the, you know, buying your own cream cheese, dividing it yourself into the containers. Like that's good news because last week was great. Today, I don't know who approved that. If it was Mr. Deco or Cynthia or whoever made it, it was bad, man. Not good. I am not afraid to take my business to the bagel, which is up on uh, Broadway. Slightly further walk, but uh, hey, I mean... Sometimes a guy needs to, guy needs, guys got to get creamed, okay? Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you know who to call. He's safe, certified, and reliable. He's my dad. His name is Steve. Call him at 541-410-0316. For a free quote, I think, I don't know. Uh, or you can go to homeprideoregon.com. Uh, also, our good friends, the Samson Q2U series, year five, still going strong, sounding as good as ever. And, of course, our friends Cuts by Q, and this is actually something I was going to talk about, but there's not really that much to tell. Um, I am uh, going uh, to do a little Cuts by Q um, after uh, after this is done. We're going to do a little bit uh, the back. I, I kind of got like a mullet going on right now, which would be great if I was – you know, played for the Montreal Canadiens, but otherwise it just doesn't quite work. So I got to, I got to trim down a little bit of that and then just like a little bit over the ears as well. And then the, uh, weekly to biweekly neck shave, biweekly meaning twice a week, not once every two weeks. That's confusing because it can mean the same thing, right? I hate that. I hate English. Speaking of hating the English, USA versus uh, England in November for the World Cup. Isn't that crazy because it's in Qatar, Qatar, it's uh, November and December this year, the World Cup, first time ever. It's going to be really strange, like, oh, the holidays and the World Cup. I don't know. We'll see. USA's group is extremely weak, right? It's USA, England, Iran, and then the winner of Scotland, Ukraine, or Wales. Is that what it is? That seems like they put the four worst teams into one group. I don't know. I'm not complaining. I think the USA kind of sucks, though. Didn't we just get our asses kicked by Costa Rica? I don't know, man. We need Landon Donovan back. And that other guy, too. The the forward, Tim, uh, no, that was a goalie. Clint Dempsey. We need to bring the old gang back for watchability's sake. Uh, that's what I wanted to say uh, to everyone Thank you for listening. I promise this to be a shorter installment, and you might be saying, hey, it's not that short, but I'm done now. So I'm going to finish up my beer, and uh, I got to work tomorrow, so it's going to be an early night here in Beantown. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, happy April Fool's Day. None of what I said was a joke. This is a very serious, solemn, and stoic podcast, and I really do. I'm not kidding around when I say I really do hate April Fool's. Like The internet has been insufferable today. It's not fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting this show. I hope everyone is staying safe and sane as I queue up our outro music. Take it easy. I'll check in on you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.